<laughs> Shall we begin? Welcome to the Happy Monster Cast. I'm your host, Scott Marshan Davis of Happy Monster Press. Let's begin now. This week on the Happy Monster Cast, the heroes of SET Alpha 1 2 reach the burbs and learn more about the fate of the Seal of Solomon. Hi, my name is Ron. I'll be playing Philip Marlowe, the robot pilot ace. My name is Brendan. I will be playing Leviticus Overton, a quick flex glitter boy. Hi, my name is Frankie. I'm playing Kuva, a Simvin Burster. Hi, my name is Jiang Su, and I will be playing a an elf cybernite named Mingbi. Hi, my name is Frank, and I'm playing Click, a Trimador techno wizard. Hi, everyone. I'm Bob, and I'm playing Quinlan, who's an elven leyline walker. Previously on the Happy Monster Cast. In your journey towards Chai Town to investigate the likely location of the Seal of Solomon, you encountered yet another one of these strange beings that appears to have been summoned in from some kind of parallel universe. You start with the passive sensors, you start scanning radio frequencies and such. There is a coalition unit over there, and it's very clear from their radio chatter that they're dealing with a rift mm. and with some nasty things that came out of the rift. On the Coalition side is a unit of Stamus Battle Armor. And these guys are engaged with creatures that you have not seen before, but they don't look friendly. They're man-sized crustacean-like flying entities with a head that looks like a collection of pyramided fleshy rings covered in antennae. The, uh, the Samus guy comes on and says, unidentified units, unidentified units. This is Coalition Samus Patrols, Delta 3-7. Engage the creatures in the air. I repeat, engage the creatures in the air. Okay, I'm off mic on this. Yeah, good idea, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I repeat, identify yourselves, and he has his railgun trained on you. For lack of a better term, uh, sort of a streak in the sky. Don't really uh, have a better way to describe it. Popped out uh, maybe, yeah, about three weeks ago. There was a broadcast on it on the on the Coalition News Network. Basically said uh, that it, it was kind of strange because you don't usually hear from uh, Emperor Prosec on, on things like that. But for whatever reason, uh, he, the Emperor himself, decided to clue us in on what was going on there. He said it was uh, an attempted attack by the Federation of Magic. You folks have been sent north into the coalition with a couple of specific missions in mind. The first is to locate this mysterious seal of Solomon, which appears to have flown off and possibly landed in Chai Town or possibly headed on from there. And the second is to investigate these strange appearances like your your current companion, Zell, and many others who have appeared with a strange magical resonance. They appear to be permanent conjurations of some kind, which really is not the norm for magical conjuration, even in the powerful world of rifts. And so you've headed north and you have a contact 
in the farming village of Kankakee that the Tomorrow Legion maintains as a way of basically warehousing equipment and potentially people who you don't want to bring into Chi-Town proper because the coalition is not friendly to DBs of any sort. If you can't pass for human, at a minimum, there's going to be a lot of prejudice. People are going to be looking askance at you and possibly actively hostile depending on what happens. They're also not at all on board with magic of any sort, and they're pretty iffy on psionics as well, particularly powerful ones like Mind Melters. So it's definitely a covert ops kind of situation if you're going into the Coalition as most Tomorrowegian folks. The Coalition officially does not have a formal policy on the Tomorrowegian at this point, but the Tomorrowegian is occupying territory that the Coalition claims. So it's a pretty tenuous situation across the board. So you've had a couple of encounters along the way, but as you get further into Coalition territory, aside from some very strange looks from farmers from time to time, the remainder of your journey is fairly quiet. So a week or so later, you reach Kankakee, and there is a farmer there by the name of Manuel Rivera, who has a large farm on the outskirts of the community. And he is the contact that you've been told to seek out. So presuming that you are going to arrive at his farm, he uh, sees you rolling up and seems slightly taken aback. He's not, I think, used to seeing a full-on battle mech rolling up into his farm. (laughs) It it does sort of... uh occupy space as it comes in yeah so uh he's looking over the atv and the the gun wolf and the the glitter boy and griff the griffin and uh says i really hope you all are tomorrow legion otherwise i might be in for a bad day <laughs> we don't do we have a like a you know sign and countersign here i mean secret handshake I yeah i don't recall if any of that was given to us you got a code word from ella vowels who's in charge of the special expeditionary teams like you right the duck flies at midnight uh, actually, it was just the word for it was just the word vermilion. So that's the uh, code for, the code word that you were given to identify yourselves. Okay, so I kind of you know we kind of casually slip that that word into conversation. You know, just well, it's an awfully vermilion sort of day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, good. You are tomorrow, Legion. That's excellent. So, what brings you to the Coalition territories? You're uh, a somewhat less human group than I'm used to seeing in this particular context. Well, there's a story behind that, but someday I'll tell it to you. So I kind of lay out the whole deal about the Seal of Solomon, not exactly where it's from and all that, but just kind of explaining um, what the object is or how it presents itself and the the basics of our mission to find it. And then give kind of an overview of the the, the magical vibrations or or the the, um, weird vibes that we're getting from the others. Um, and ask if he has any you know, insight, you know, like has seen the seal of Solomon flying by the golden light uh, or anything about, you know, odd people showing up from strange places. Well, we get a lot of odd people in the burbs. It's, I don't know that I could distinguish anybody from coming in from the rifts versus this uh, magical vibration thing you're talking about. But as far as the gold streak goes, uh, well, I saw the the message from Emperor Prosec on that one. That was uh, very curious indeed. Uh, don't normally see him commenting on that sort of thing. So uh, I wasn't quite sure what, what to make of it, really. Is there anything in the message that he gave that would indicate where it might ha- have ended up or where it might be? Well, he did say it was an attack on the city, which... Uh, I would assume means that it didn't move on beyond there. Okay. What I'm thinking is uh, I'll see if I can uh, make a trip into Chi-Town proper into the burbs and put some feelers out, see if I can get you folks some actionable intelligence. 
That'd be great. So he agrees to do that and says, uh, give me a, uh, give me a day or so, uh, settle yourselves in. There's uh he points to a pretty, a pretty sizable barn in the distance. He's like that the barn over there should be big enough for your vehicles. And my wife, Lisa here will see to your quarters and, uh, make sure you get a few hot meals in you. Terrific. Thanks so much. So he rolls on back the next day. He's got a, a small ATV kind of thing himself. He says, uh, well, I might have something for you. It's uh, it's rumor. It's from the rumor mill. So yeah, it may not be 100% reliable, but you all uh, heard of the Lynn cereal? Uh, sure. We sure we have. <laughs> Refresh my memory. Yeah. So the Lynn cereal are uh, an avian race. They're noted for being uh, kind of mystics and generally very much on the side of good. You might have run into them either at Tolkien for some of you or in the Tomorrow Legion at Castle Refuge. And she says, in, in the course of describing it, she says, well, I've heard that a Lynn Serial mystic is asking around about that gold streak in the burbs. I couldn't find him, but I'm guessing if you put some time in investigating there, you might be able to locate him yourselves. Okay. Where is he asking around? The southern burbs are where, where I'm told he's he's been spotted. Obviously, you'll need to be a little cautious. He looks at click uh, <laughs> in particular. <laughs> Uh, in terms of uh, <laughs> your appearance, but there's a, there are DBs in the burbs. They're definitely second-class citizens at best, but you won't stand out too, too much if you try not to draw attention to yourselves. All right. Okay. Anything else that we need to know about the environment that we're going to be heading into? Uh, none of you been to the burbs before? Um, Has any of us? No, none of you have. So. Okay. No, no. Well, uh it's kind of a shanty town where you're headed. Oklahoma, <laughs> more or mm. less. Yeah, uh, it's closer mm. to Joliet, actually. Uh, uh, okay, so <laughs> real slow. All right. Most folks there are just trying to figure out a way they can machinate or scheme their way into the arcology itself. That way, they're going to feel safe. The patrols go through there. You'll see uh, dead boys on a regular basis. Dead boys being the slang for the coalition soldiers who use a skull motif on their armor. Wait. Good name. Yeah, you know, what you need to watch out for is there are occasional patrols of dog boys and sty stalkers. So dog boys are genetically altered canine soldiers uh, who are noted for their ability to sniff out magic. Uh-oh. And sty stalkers are actually even more dangerous. They are basically magic or psionic vampires where in order to survive they need to feast on magical or psionic energy. Mm. These guys are working for the coalition? Yes. And in game terms, that basically means they eat PowerPoints. Uh. Mm. Yeah, the, the coalition has recruited them from... There are also wild Psystalker tribes. And uh, you know this very well, in particular, Kuva, because they are known and almost uh, racial enemies of the Simvan. Well, that already gets me started. So that obviously is a little worrisome. Mm. But nevertheless, yeah, that's the lead he's able to offer you. What is your next move? I'm wondering if there are ways that I can magically sort of hide myself. I was going to ask a similar question. If we maybe uh, anyone knew of a way to hide our magical scent, essentially. If you have the Detect Conceal Arcana ability, then uh, that conveniently comes with the ability to conceal Arcan your arcane signature. Yeah, I don't believe I have that. Nor I. It is also on the list of things that your buddy Click can potentially whip a gadget together for. 
I was just looking into what I can gin up, but it looks like it's 10 minutes at a time. Right. So it's uh, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. Mm. I'll just pretend I have to use the loo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing says you I mean, all we're have in the to barn. go in. Yeah, well, you're in the barn, but you're gonna you're that's not where you're gonna be staying. Right. Yeah, but we can hang out here. I mean, we gotta hide a bunch of stuff out here. So for well, you know, somewhat off topic. In our last encounters, some of our machinery took damage. Yes. Yes. So why don't I stay behind and fix things? That is oh. certainly an option. The gunwolf's ion cannon is busted, so that would be a good thing. We- I can conceal Arcana, by the way. I thought I'd bought it recently, and I think it's it was my yeah, last. Yeah, so you've got a couple of people who can do that, which is good. We've been on the road for a week, so I would have thought that we would be, you know, re- you know resting, repairing, uh, all that yeah. stuff. Eating a shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Just a yeah. thought. Click. Uh, why don't you go ahead and make a a repair roll for that? All right. It's not bad. That's good enough. Is it going to work? So you are able to put the ion cannon back online. Yay! Philip says, uh, look, I really don't like these guys. I don't like the coalition. There's some bad blood there. So I'm just saying, how about I wait here as backup? With the gun wolf. Yes. That way, when you all get into trouble, I can come crashing into the rescue and pull your posteriors out of the fire. How far away are we going to be? I mean, how quickly could you get to us if if the shit is banned? Uh, it would take probably uh, in the Gunwolf to get to the outskirts of the Burbs. It's probably about 20 minutes. You're not super far away. Depends on where you are in the Burbs, obviously, but at least getting there is not too bad. I thought this was going to be like a, you know, like he, he'd be hours or, or like a day away. No, yeah, okay, this works. Well, how, um, how do they feel about having a Glitter Boy in the environs there? It would certainly stand out. Yeah. Are we walking or driving? That's up to you. A big boss would all would also stand out, but not as much as a glitter boy. How about a big boss with really tinted windows? <laughs> that wouldn't stand out any more than a big boss without. And a driver that never got out. That is also a possibility. It should be like the Russian mafia. Um, Weird. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, it's a good look, bud. For you, it's a good look. Um, <laughs> so let me get my sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So what if we go there and I would just try to, I mean, it's going to be difficult for me to fade into the background, but I could try to stay separate from everybody, just stay sort of in radio contact um, and let everybody else kind of move in, in a more, not exactly stealthy, but sort of less noticeable way. And then, um, you know, be on call as needed. All right. That's a reasonable plan. Uh, what about uh, Kuva and uh, are you guys going to bring along Zell? Yeah. He's got- a magical signature, right? She does have the magical signature, yes. She would be useful as bait. As, as bait, if nothing else. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's nice of us. Oh, I, I, I mean, uh, as point, she could take point. Right. In the military, we call that scout. <laughs> a scout, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice. Bait, scout, it's all good. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. So Zell's like, Hey, if these burbs are anything like the slums around the city of Brass, I got you guys covered. I know how to work. I know how to move in a city. That's that's where I that's where I'm a Viking. All right. Nice. So I can I cannot I could stay at a distance 
and try to find like the closest to where you guys will be. Just kind of trail behind. If you get in trouble, then I'll just back off. Or you could stay in the big boss, which is I'll uh, uh, click. That's also an option. Yeah, let's Don't do that. Worry. I should probably leave Griff. Yeah, you definitely should leave Griff in the barn. Yeah. Say so bad goodbyes. Well, you know. <laughs> and the Griff replies. All right, so let's just to sum up. Uh, Philip's going to stay with the Gunwolf in the barn uh, as backup. He's responsible for my Griff too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, responsible. Check. Right. All right. Definitely responsible. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I my How palms are you feeling right now? Intensely. And then snap them up. <laughs> Not uh, And then Leviticus is going to go in separately and try to keep as low a profile as a ten foot tall shining <laughs> suit of power armor can keep. While the rest of you roll in, in the the rest Doing of you so roll well. in on the big boss, and presumably those of you who can kind of pass for human, which would be uh, Quinlan and Lady Mimby are going to work the streets to uh, try to find this guy. What's his name again? You don't know. You just know that it's a Lynn serial domestic. Do we know anything about what he might look like? Did, do we have any kind of description well, that we can... Lynn serial are pretty distinctive, and there's probably not a whole lot of them running around the burbs. So if you can track down any Lynn serial, it's likely the one you want, or if not, somebody who can lead you to the one you want. Let's go. All right. So you guys roll into the burbs. And this will be a networking task. Ooh. I can do that. So the way networking works, you have two options for how to network. You can do it the nice way or the not so nice way. I can do both. <laughs> mutually exclusive. Uh, they are mutually exclusive. Aww. The nice the nice way is to use persuasion and try to you know, kind of hang out with people, buy them drinks, uh, chat, talk, carouse. You can uh, spread some money around uh, to enhance your persuasion. Yes. And the not so nice way is using intimidation. And uh, if you want to enhance that one, then you can start busting some heads. <laughs> So I don't even have, I mean, is intimidation a, a separate skill? Uh, intimidation is a separate skill. So if you don't have that, then uh, that's not really going to help you that much. Okay, well, I suck at both approaches because I don't even have intimidation. <laughs> and my persuasion is only a D4. So I basically am useless on all kinds. I mean, I am I have empathy and my persuasion is D8. Yeah, the, I would allow you to uh, use your empathy power to as a means as an alternative to bribery as a means of enhancing your persuasiveness. But you can't network from inside the big boss. So the only two people who are going to be in a position to do this are Lady Mimby and Quinlan. Now, could I theoretically try to do this like on a separate track? You absolutely could try to do this on a separate track. Okay. Uh, okay. You're going to be okay. Uh, well, yeah. are you going to try? Are you going to be persuading or intimidating? Because I would definitely give a bonus for intimidation, given the fact that you were in a massive suit of power armor with a boom gun. Uh, okay, so so what would just that would just be an unskilled role? 
Yes, but I it would be I'd give you a plus one for uh, being in a, a gooder boy suit when you're trying to do this. Right. It will definitely not reduce the, your conspicuousness, though, to be going through this exercise. Right. Okay. That being the case, my persuasion is a D four plus one. With even with that intimidation bonus, I'm at a D four minus one for intimidation. So right. I'm going to go the nice way. The nice way. Okay. So let's start. Your uh, let's start with the gooder boy then. Go ahead and make your persuasion roll. Oh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. All that's right. My one and then uh, so, uh, so you get information that leads you towards the eastern side of the of the southern burbs, as uh, having spotted a Lin serial in that direction. Okay. Which you are in radio range if you want to relay that to the folks uh, yeah. who are also looking around. Yeah, I do. That that's kind of my plan through all of this is to be in radio contact so we can pool information as we get it. So okay. our uh, our target is on the eastern side of um, of the burbs here. Okay, and let's get persuasion rolls from uh, Quinlan and from Lady Mimby. Yep. Oh, holy cow! He's right there. There he is. There he is. <laughs> yeah. So oh, Quinlan, let me show you oh, where he's staying. Yeah, Quinlan, kind of a weirdo, but armed with this information about the east side, you find you get information about an eatery uh, in the southern, in the eastern side of the southern burbs, where this Lin serial guy is known to uh, frequent because mm. uh, it seems that he is vegan. Most <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Uh, so this is a this is a vegan eatery. Uh, and uh, they've seen that they've seen him there multiple times ordering food. Hmm. Uh. So, guys, I've heard from talking to people that this guy's a vegan and he likes to hang out at this local snackery. <laughs> okay, snackery. I like that eater part. snackery. The place where you eat, diner, whatever, where he gets his grub. Yeah, when you approach the uh, the eatery in question, it actually does have kind of a diner vibe to it. So that's your. Your initial hmm. reaction is that's kind of what you're you're looking at there. A vegan diner. Yep. Okay. That's cool. Uh, hey, it's the future. Uh, <laughs> Coconut that's oil fine. everywhere. Coconut oil. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So you found the place. What do you do? Uh, I'm not going to be able to go in on this one, guys. I'll go in. Okay. Do so we, do we uh, see anybody who looks like a, a whatever? A Lynn cereal. Uh, no, but it's about 10.30 in the morning, so you're kind of after the breakfast crowd and before the lunch crowd. Mm. There's a couple of kind of grubby-looking humans who are uh, drinking coffee at the bar, and there is uh, someone wearing a, a hood and cloak in the back. Clearly does not want to be identified, but uh, you can't really get a clear sight line on who that is or what, even what he or she might be. Why don't we chat up the host or server server or whoever is actually there to make the money serve the food yeah so there's there's uh there's a waitress behind the bar where where they're okay. the guys are sitting having coffee says uh well be i i never imagined a cyber knight would come into my humble establishment <laughs> bonus persuasion he's a fan bonus persuasion actually it's a uh, middle-aged woman with an apron uh -huh. no and okay. uh and a hairnet she that says, is uh, that is proper sanitation practices. I highly <laughs> approve. She says, uh, "Please, uh, what can I get you?" Well, we're. Uh, did I come in with anybody else, or is it just me? Is, I is don't know. Quinlan did Quinlan come too? along? 
Yeah, man. Okay. I'll have a coffee. It's 1030. And we're, and Quinlan, what would you like? <laughs> Just tea, thank you. Tea? Okay. <laughs> well, I have, one tea. I have uh, 37 varieties of tea. Oh. Here, she hands you a, uh, a handwritten menu. And there are indeed tea series. 37 varieties of, uh, mo- of basically uh, all herbal teas, uh, as well as a handful of synthetic black teas. As you sip the coffee, it is clearly also uh, synthetic in origin. Ah, okay. We're also looking for uh, linseed whoever. <laughs> linseed oil? I got that in the back now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to write down the spelling because I'm not going to remember it, obviously. <laughs> a a Lynn cereal. Lynn cereal. Okay. Yes, Lynn and breakfast cereal. Lynn cereal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> says the, That's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, he comes in quite a bit. Uh, can't say as I can pronounce his name real good. How How's it go? Crit, crit, and me. I just can't manage it. I just call him Cree. Okay. Number 25, uh, coming yes, up. please. All right, so she goes back, uh, produces a uh, what appears to be a handmade paper uh, bag with herbs in it. Oh, maybe and, I should uh, unla- the tea. Unlike the coffee, the tea is actually quite good. <sighs> Just my Says, uh, Now, I can't say that I rightly know where Cree lives, but given his habits, I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up for lunch today. Okay, well. What time does he usually come for lunch? Oh, uh, generally uh, 11, 30, 12, something like that. Okay. You're happy to stay. Uh, obviously, you got uh, plenty of tables available. So I, I say on the radio to the earpieces, get a description of the guy. Yeah, sure. What, what does Cree look like? Well, uh, eight feet tall, wings, forearms, beak. I mean, yeah. Did, did we know any of this or am I like kind of surprised? No, that's that's exactly what a Lynn cereal should look like. Okay, so anything that is distinguishing between him? I mean, not that I expect a bunch of Lynn cereals to be hanging out here, but. Well, I mean, uh, he's the only one I've ever seen. And uh, okay, uh, he like I said, he's he's hard to miss. And boy, does he love my chili. Oh, your chili. What do you put in it? Ah, uh, that's 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 a trade secret, I'm afraid. Okay. But it's vegan, right? Absolutely. I, I don't I don't hold with uh, slaughtering animals for food. With with all the things we that have come through rifts, who knows what kind of folk might uh, might be more intelligent than you think? Although I have to say, uh, uh, most cows I've met, uh, I'd have a hard time believing that they were uh, particularly intelligent. Okay. All right. So you guys wait. And you know what? Uh, let's take a let's take a walk, and we'll we'll be right back. Okay. Recon with the um, team, and this is what we hear. Right. I guess there's not much to know other than he comes, eats the chili. You have heard that uh, the largest concentration of Lynn cereal are in what was formerly the American Southwest. So maybe the chili thing makes might make sense. Oh, really? Okay. okay. So does anybody else want lunch with us or are we just going to like look weird? Some of us can't go in. Uh, well, I mean, there are, there are other DBs running around. So you, I mean, she be, seems really nice. I have to say you wouldn't be completely, uh, 
utterly out of place. You'd cert- you'd stand out, but it wouldn't be crazy for you to, to go in and, and have something to eat. Click would stand out more, but still, it's possible. I'm going to keep my hood up as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the guy sitting in the back who's basically completely wrapped up like uh, some sort of a baggy ninja, so it's not. Yeah. No, I was no, thinking we, we should get a table nearer to him next time, now that we've like had a conversation with a waitress server. We can kind of sit where we want. Is the chili organic? Uh, as much as anything is organic around here. <laughs> I can go for chili. Okay. All right. So uh, the four of you file in. and okay. uh, I say we here. take a table towards the back near Baggy Ninja Man. Okay. So you do that. And much to your delight, uh, a Lynn cereal pops into the restaurant very shortly thereafter. Oh, hi. Hello. Let's watch <laughs> for a sec. What are you going to do? Flirt with him? Which is wow. fine. <laughs> Where's the heart? Totally up to you. Yeah. you. Are you judging me? Look, I've been in this armor no, a long no, no. time. I'm just saying, like, let him, let the man eat his, uh, eat his lunch, and then we'll, we'll go chat with him. Okay, so he gets a bowl of chili. He uh, is he sitting at the bar? Yes, he definitely knows. He definitely notices you. Okay. Uh, you're a pretty distinctive group. He gives a nod to Lady Mimby, sort of, you know, one, one champion of truth, justice, and. <laughs> tomorrow legion way to another i suppress the urge to like grin and wave excitedly no <laughs> Nod back. all right so he cool. uh he has his chili he uh pays his tab and he starts to head back out the door again shall we go say hi i'll get up and follow him yeah yeah i'm still gonna be kind of hanging back a little bit uh That's apart fine. from this i'm not gonna join the group Okay, so you're out. You're out, kind of outside. Yeah, I mean, a couple doors down, just you know, doing whatever. Okay, so uh, you guys, you're gonna intercept him on the way out, basically. Yeah. Okay, so you do I'm that. Just gonna say hello, and are you Cree? The name is Kriono Fenar. No wonder the poor server had no idea. <laughs> okay. How how can I help you, uh, Lady Knight? How, how much do we trust this guy? You just met him. But wow. on the other hand, Lynn Serial have a reputation for being, yes. uh, you know, champions of truth and light. So there's that. All, all that kind of good stuff. Much like Cyber Knights, but there are, you know, fallen Cyber Knights. So yeah. it could be fallen Lynn Serial. Yeah. Did everybody come or is it just me? Okay. So the two more human looking ones. I'm trailed to there back. Yep. Right. Not too far. So I introduce ourselves as um, Tomorrow Legion. We're and we're on a mission to find we're investigating this professed attack on the city this light that was seen you know dropping through uh the tomorrow legion has reason to believe that that's not what it is at all but uh something valuable oh we should speak he uh he gestures to your table to the table back in the yeah rest okay okay I have done some investigation on this topic. I sensed great arcane energy in this gold streak, which could have corresponded to an attack from the Federation of Magic, but I sensed no malice in this in this magic. It was as though a great force of benevolence had flown overhead. Oh, okay. I tracked it. Okay. It had great power but it did not have the feel of an attack and certainly not the feel of something from the Federation of Magic. 
whatever the streak was, it disappeared into the base of the Tritown Arcology. I on the radio say, uh oh. Hey, is somebody keeping an eye on Baggy Ninja? Yeah, Baggy Ninja left. Okay, good. That's fine. But there is a larger crowd of pretty much all humans who are, you know, coming in and eating at this point. Okay. So the Linserial says, you may have heard the rumors about the lower levels of the arcology. I'm afraid we have not. Yeah. yeah. Leviticus knows all about this. Uh (laughs) So here's what you guys know. Rumor has it first that the Prosec family has their residence, unlike most other high-status coalition officials who are up in the top of the archaeology, they are in an ultra-secure bunker underground, below the below ground level in the archaeology. The uh, Lincero says, I speak, of course, of the rumor of Prosec's vault. So this rumor is that uh, Emperor Prosec has a vault with a huge collection of ancient artifacts and mystic devices and all kinds of things that basically he has the warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I think I've heard of that artifact also. <laughs> the movie, I mean. Yeah, but so all <laughs> hidden down in this vault under the sea. Okay. And so he says, it is my theory that perhaps this object entered the city, and if so, that perhaps the Emperor has secured it in his vault, and his message about the attack by the Federation of Magic was a smokescreen to conceal his acquisition of some valuable arcane object. That would certainly make sense. When we saw this object, it seemed to shoot up and move of its own accord. Fascinating. It's possible that there is some intelligence to this object, or that it is created with a particular purpose, and that purpose drives its motion. On my home world, I have encountered similar objects of great power that were created with a very specific purpose and that would act of their own volition to fulfill that purpose. If you have an object of this powerful purpose, then it would depend on the purpose of the object. If the purpose was benign, then it would not matter whose hands it was in. If the purpose was malign, or if it simply was a vessel of great power, great power can easily be abused. That's true. So this diner is crowded. Can we, should we invite him back to the barn or to like, can we talk a little bit more privately? Is there a place we can go? You can certainly ask him. Creonifer? <laughs> whatever. Creonifer. I understand that your human tongue may have a difficult time pronouncing it. Yeah. I do have a small, for lack of a better term, hovel, which uh, I believe could accommodate us all. We can repair that at once if you wish. Yes, let's. I would like a notice roll from Leviticus, please. Here it comes. Uh, all right, let me let me bend in that. Everything is fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's not much better. Uh, it's good enough, though. It's good enough for you to see, rounding the corner, a coalition patrol consisting of 10 dead boys, five dog boys, and five side stalkers. Okay, I tip everybody off inside the restaurant, and I say, hey, guys, stay put for a second. Don't come out. There's a okay. you know, there's, there's a patrol coming. I, I tell Crayofanar, Crayonafar, whatever. Fred. Cree. <laughs> Cree is an acceptable substitute, yes. Ah, yes. Okay. What do these guys appear to be doing, Scott? They appear to be headed for the restaurant. Okay, so I step in front of them, intercept them, and start walking towards them. Uh Uh-oh. They split to go around you. And I say, hang on a second here, folks. We need to talk a little bit. Uh Oh. Oh, Okay. 
the one one of the side stalkers gestures with two fingers to one of the the uh, dead boys, and the dead boy goes over. Gooder boy, I, do you have a permit for that suit? I. Every, the remaining nineteen guys head on into the restaurant, and that is where we will leave it for tonight. <laughs> a permit for the suit. Yeah, I do. Have a food vendor in New York. I, 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 I do have a permit. I keep it in the barrel of this gun. Here, let me show it to you. <laughs> All the adventures we've had, we're going to get busted by the meter maid. Exactly. Nice. Receipt Great. upon request. <laughs> you can follow Happy Monster Press on Facebook as Happy Monster Press, at our website, happymonsterpress.com. Twitter as Happy Monster PRS, or follow the podcast on YouTube, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play Music. The Happy Monster cast is part of the Savage Worlds Media Network. This game references the Savage Worlds game system available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings and unique characters, locations, and characters, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All other content is the intellectual property of Heavy Monster Press. Some adventure concepts sourced from the Anything Can Happen Thursdays group on MeWe, formerly on Google+. Background music is Ice Cold by Jason Shaw. Oh, Shaw. <laughs>